Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews with over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. How did Jack get off the island? Well, I'll tell you. He waded out into the shallows and he waited there three days and three nights till all manner of sea creatures came acclimated to his presence. Then on the fourth morning, he roped himself a couple of sea turtles, rushed them together and made a raft. He roped a couple of sea turtles. Aye, sea turtles. What did he use for rope? And thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 35, and today we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, or the Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it. I am Sean Allred. Joining me tonight is Chad, fork to the wooden eye, Evans. Avast! Oh wait, no, that, that's, that's bad. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Cornelius, they really wasted a lot of booze at Logan. Aye, yes, they did, lad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't know we were in Scotland all of a sudden, but cool. And Sam Tortuga. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, Vector. You'll meet the rope's end for that, you damnable, weak-kneed blaggart. <laughs> all right, thanks. So he's been working up. on that all week. <laughs> all week, he's been all working day. on that one. He had a real Shut your mouth, you parrot-loving cuttlefish. Now he's got a bunch of them, apparently. Um... <laughs> So pull up a big comfy chair and let's dive into this movie. So Pirates of the Caribbean, 2003's Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the first one. The first I've heard it one, both ways. The, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and we actually have heard it both ways. Um, <laughs> this, this movie uh, is uh, an interesting and fun thing that spawned two not-so-great sequels. Uh, three not-so-great sequels. Um, but that's for another discussion, or we can talk about it today. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but but in this movie, uh, it it was um, uh, before I get to the, the normal thing and I hit Catherine, you know, do Catherine, whatever. I just I remember very vividly that when the, the <laughs> seeing the previews for this movie um, coming out, and I remember thinking that looks real dumb. They made a movie about a ride like that. That can't be successful. Hollywood is clearly running out of good ideas. I just did no way. And then Steve, Steve Everett, our, our, our intro guy, Steve says, no, come on, buddy. Let's go watch this movie in a theater. And we did. And I loved it. And I, so this movie for me, this episode is going to be a lot of me saying, I really like this film. And there <laughs> you go. So with all that being said, Catherine had some things to say about it too. And, uh, Apparently, Sam, you weren't the only one that decided to put on the pirate hat for your uh, intro. Arr, matey. Blacksmith Will Turner turns up with the eccentric pirate, Captain Jack Sparrow, to save his love, the governor's daughter, from Jack's former pirate allies who are now undead. That's right. (laughs) Didn't know that you were going to watch a zombie flick, did you? (laughs) So, yeah, thank you, Catherine. That was great. Um, yeah, thanks, Catherine. 
Uh, so the pirate uh, British accent. I love it. Well, they all. The dread pirate. The dread pirate. Asus. Uh, th- Asus. Yeah, Asus. <laughs> sorry, I have an Asus computer in front of me. So. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, Catherine. That was. Uh, the, 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 as, the as is clan. Yes. Um, yeah. Chad. Yes. I, I ask this of you every every week. Um, last time you seen it, what do you think? Does it hold up? What do you, go. You do ask me that every week. I really do. Maybe I should start looking I, for a new question. I think so, because I always have the same answer. 42. 42, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually Okay, okay um, yes. I, I don't care. Um, I, last time I saw this movie, um, gosh. Uh, well, uh, you know, it's always on TNT at least once a week. I think. Yeah, TNT or USA, I think. Or USA. USA Network does the the trilogy. And now that they've got On Stranger Tides, so, like, they do all four. Oh, wow. It's either, like, marathons at NCIS, this, or, (laughs) you know, like, that's all they do. But, you know, or psych. Like, they'll do psych marathons, too, or monk. Sorry, Chad, continue. No, it's okay. Um, But the last time I actually sat down and watched it might have been... When I was in when I was in college, I was going to say apartment forty. Apartment forty, yeah. You know, sitting around in the in the uh, stadium seating and ah, stadium seating, yes, <laughs> times. Sam, I know you weren't there, classy. But, but corny, did you did you come over for the Super Bowl party? Was that? We only have one. I'm pretty, I, yeah, we we at uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, if you, this is your first episode, the four of us went to college together. We are all. Uh, good pals in college, and that's why we do this episode, this this podcast, because we're all good pals. Um, and and what great college would that be? And we went to uh, Appalachian college. State here in North Carolina. Um, and uh, at the time, when in 2003, when this movie had been out and had come out on video, uh, DVD, whatever you want to call it, uh, our beloved Carolina Panthers were playing the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And when we lost on that field goal, that Adam Vinatieri field goal, I remember having a, a an apartment filled with people who were sad and dejected. I literally said, <laughs> "Except I need, for me, except for well, of course, no one cares about you and your eagles." <laughs> You're um, right. That's true. But I wasn't. I wasn't upset. I was. Okay. I know you weren't upset. <laughs> Whatever. You guys would lose your turn eventually. So. You're right. Wait, wait, wait! weren't we more weren't we more obsessed with the uh, with the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction? We were at the time. That was pretty cool, and that was um, that was a thing. Yes, but I remember. Wow. I literally remember after it, while we were cleaning up, I remember putting in this movie as a way. Oh uh, yeah, kind of saying that was the worst moment of my sports life. It's time to watch something fun, and I put this movie in, and that was probably the last time I sat and watched this movie until yesterday. Wow! Yeah. Because I think maybe I associate this movie with losing the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. Talk about strange connections. Good Lord. But, I, but I, won't, I won't ever forget that. When John Casey, we're going to get into a little sports here. When John Casey kicked that ball out of bounds on the kickoff after we scored, um, I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, Tom Brady's going to go down. You know, All he's got to do is go like 40 yards and score and kick a field goal, and they win. And they did. And I just was we the, the state of Carolina was just in shock and, and and pain and I needed something fun in my life so I put on Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> this is Sean's versions of uh, having actual rum. 
Yeah, this is, is to watch this other is, people drink the rum. Yeah, this is yeah, this is what I do. I watch other people drink. I think Chad, you might have even had some of your uh, uh, aforementioned white lightning. Uh, Corny, what were you gonna? When you your go? <laughs> uh, I would I would almost I'd say it's been about that same amount of time, at least within that year uh, that I've watched it. I haven't seen it since right. on TV or uh, nothing. I mean, just it hasn't been a movie that's popped back up in my life and. I haven't even thought about it until it came upon our list. Cool, Sam. Um, well, thank you. You blasted flea bitten cuttlefish. You've already used cuttlefish, so you got to. Did I use cuttlefish? All right, I'll yeah. nail your gizzard to the mast next time. Um, Cross that one. I don't think, the, I don't think you car. can do that in North Carolina. Yeah, no, that is definitely <laughs> illegal. Yeah. Uh, last time I saw it. Um, it's been a while that I've seen it all the way through. Um, you know, like you said, it seems like all the sequels are playing uh, in a loop right. on TNT or whatever. So it's They're been a while since sci-fi I... a lot too. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this and it was kind of nice to come back to. Um, it was, a, uh, you know, it's one of those movies that I just, I just love this movie. Um, it's fun. It's got the adventure. It's got uh, the, the interesting characters, and doggone it, if uh, the interwoven Jack Sparrow storyline is so much fun to try to follow, um, that first time around especially was uh, was a blast. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love this movie, and, and I, I loved actually finally getting to a movie where I can say that uh, you know I'll watch it again and, and, and delightfully watch it again. Right. You know, watching it the second, watching it another time, you know, since I haven't seen it in a while, I don't remember, I don't remember this movie being that long. Like yeah. There was a, yeah. There was a, the fir- lots of it that was like, like I took a break and was like, how long is this movie? And I watched an hour of it and I still had an hour and a half to go. Yeah. Yeah. When like, they were in the wow. cave the first time when, when they were doing, um, when it was her blood that they were using, I was like, oh, that's right. This movie's almost over. Not realizing that they, uh, you know, they go a world away again and and then come back. So, yeah, it was a long movie. Uh, Yes, uh, it it certainly does kind of feel it's two hours and I think like three or four minutes. It's not it's not more much more than that, I don't think. But it it feels like it's a little bit longer. And I think just because there's actually a lot of traveling in this movie, um, which, of course, in an actual world would take you know, days to, you know, whatever. But in yeah. Bruckheimer world, it's just the wind is always going in the direction you need it to. And <laughs> um, you just take your hand off the e-brake and you just, the boat just moves. So, But you think about it, what could they have cut out? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I was, I was trying to think of that today. You know, what could they have cut out to make this more of a <sighs> blockbuster friendly movie time? I you know, they love to get Bloom's heart hour and 30, hour and 40. Oh, wait, they do that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, darn. Uh, no, that'd be a terrible joke. <laughs> but it was still funny. Um, so yeah, I've already said obviously <laughs> mine. Uh, I, I I mean it's been on. It's probably been on the house since then. Yeah. Um, uh, but this was actually um, my wife and I kind of did a purge of our movies about four or five years ago of ones that we knew we would eventually want to buy on Blu-ray when Blu-ray won the 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 war, and it was a uh, very violent and bloody war. But anyway. They, um, we took these movies along with like the Matrix movies, and uh, uh, there's probably a bunch of other movies that we we traded in, and then we just haven't bought back on Blu-ray. So, I I don't own any of the pirate movies 
on Blu-ray just maybe because I watched them too many times or they're always, like I said, on USA or whatever. Yeah. So um, we're going to get to it eventually. So I might as well just, we just might as well go ahead and talk about it now. How freaking cool is the soundtrack to this movie? <sighs> One of the best. I mean. Absolutely terrible. No, I'm just kidding. Me. Go ahead. <laughs> this this movie, um, the score of this movie, now we're, we're going to get to some more of the, the nitty gritty about it in a minute, but it, it, it like, it kind of kickstarted again great film scores. Mm-hmm. Like that you could kind of yep. sit down and hum. Now, this is the same time period that we also had like Lord of the Rings and the Howard Shore Lord of the Rings soundtrack is an epic piece of music. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not as, as my old um, recording arts uh, teacher would say, it's not a toe tapper. This is a toe tapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, this will get stuck in your head and never want to leave. I mean, this music. You know how? Go ahead. You know talk. how stuck how stuck this is in my head? Because this is a, you're doing this marching band <laughs> this show. A marching you? band show. Exactly. <laughs> and this movie did that. This movie created yep. that. Now, the guy that wrote it, um, the guy that did it, um, Klaus Bladelt. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Klaus. Um, Klaus Bladelt. He is. Klaus. He, yeah. he is. He is obviously German. Yeah, you sure? I'm pretty yeah. sure. Well, he's from New Jersey. Come on, man. He's from Jersey. Chinese. He might be from Jersey. Let's see. Uh, no, he's Shanghai. from Germany. So anyway, okay. he um he he is a pal of Hans Zimmer, who was a huge we're you know is a huge yeah, fan of on this show. Um, <laughs> and and so when this movie came out, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, this music was great!" And then a few of us kind of went, "It kind of sounded like Gladiator." Yeah, um, and if you've not and by seen, kind of, we meant a lot. So basically, yeah. the what the way I kind of pictured this happening is that Disney said, "This is the movie we, we want to do. This movie now, we're not going to go all in. We're just going to go. I mean, it's a hundred and thirty million dollar movie. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's Disney. I mean, that's uh, you know, I tell you though, they got a lot for their money. They really did. And the mean, visuals of this movie, because I mean, not only do they have ships and and Caribbean towns and and. All that, but the the special effects with the zombies. Yeah, they. You know, it's amazing, really. It really does look extremely good. So yeah, I mean, 130 million and 03 is still it's a lot of money, but I, I kind of felt like Disney was kind of afraid, so they're like, "Hey, Hans, you know, we know you're kind of busy, and we don't really want to. So we're gonna. Hey, you got some? You got one of your little understudies that can do this? And this guy's like, "Well, yeah, I worked with him on Gladiator. Cool, Gladiator was great. So just do that music." Okay, so I'll just do over and over and over and over again the the scene where they're all in the um, the arena, the big arena, yeah. and that's exactly what he did. I mean, um, I'm almost half tempted to pull those tracks up side by side so you can hear them. Uh, if we want to do that, I can. But um, but with that being said, it's still a great soundtrack, and truth be told, I actually like the soundtrack to the sequels way better. Because Hans Zimmer said, oh, this is actually extremely successful. I'm taking over. I'm going to drive the ship now. And then he made a really good soundtrack, even better. Uh, the second mm-hmm. one is extremely good. And on uh, the third one, though it's kind of an inferior film, the score is actually pretty damn amazing, uh, in my opinion. So yeah. there you go. Just the evolution of the main theme in general. I know you have that in, in different movies uh, throughout time, but this actually seemed to be one of those these themes that, as you said, it did get better, but it was one of those that you don't expect 
that by the third time, the music is just that much better. Yeah, oh, certainly. And, and and we've talked, and I know that the three of us, or, the, or whenever it was that we did our soundtrack episode, which is whatever, um, <laughs> we we talked about how maybe we didn't. I don't want to get too much into this, but I think what Hans Zimmer did, which was so brilliant, is that he decided to take the melody and put it into the low strings. It's not very often that because that, the Jack Sparrow's theme is a cello solo, and I think that's just so interesting and cool. Um, so, but we don't really get Jack Sparrow's theme until the second movie. That's true. That's actually yep. very true. Kind of like, you know, a la John Williams and with the Vader or the Imperial March. We don't we don't actually hear that theme until the second movie. Or, Excuse me, episodes uh, episode five. Right, no, it, it's a second movie. We don't. We the don't. Second movie. movie. Right. Yeah, we won't qualify the. Uh, so I, I, I YouTube yeah. this. I actually want to play this real quick. I YouTube this real quick. I just want to see what it does. Here we go. All right, if we get a um, advertisement first. Okay, here we go. Maybe. Is the volume. Up? Gladiator. Yep. <laughs> it's only a minute long. Hang in there. All right, now pirates. Uh, well, click on it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it they've got a title card. So yeah, if they didn't pick the two same segments of music, that actually would have been better. There it is. So anyway, so <laughs> I yes, love it. I think it's awesome, and the only way they can get away from it, away with it, is because they Zimmer. like they're pals. You know, it's it's not like in um. I think we mentioned it. We talked about it before. Uh, it Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, Ghostbusters, with, uh, and I want a new drug, and Huey Lewis in the news. It wasn't yeah. like they was the ripoff was malicious. It was, hey, I'm going to take your music, pal. Hey, sure, go ahead, so you can do your own thing later on. And then he was like, oh, well, you completely ripped off my music. It's just a different <laughs> key, but fine. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I, like Holston Williams, right? I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, or Williams and um, uh, New World Symphony Nine. Yeah. That, that's where Jaws comes from. Anyway. <clears throat> Um, we, I know people are now completely bored, and I apologize. So we're going to get back to the movie. So <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what happens when you have four music majors like in a room together. Well, I was saying you weren't a music major, but you love music, so you're close enough. I hate it. You had you have 16 ma- <laughs> 16 degrees anyway, so we just consider one of music. Um, but one of the for one of the first things I was thinking about when I was watching this movie again was, um, we we kind of fantasize and romanticize certain time periods. And, <laughs> and I actually kind of want to ask this question. If, if you could live in another time <clears throat> period, what time period would that be? I'm legitimately asking the question, Chad, I didn't, I didn't prep you guys on this at all. I'm legitimately asking this just off the top of your head. If you, you can't live in the two, in anywhere from 99 to, to now. So before now you can take and go live there. What decade would you would you pick or time period? 
uh, Victorian England. Really? Why is that? Oh, cool. Sweet. I just find Jack it. The Ripper. Yeah. Sweet. Pretty much. <laughs> no, I just find that that. Chance to find a kindred spirit in Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could probably go hang out with Shakespeare and stuff, right? And not that, not that old. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're talking like, um, late or industrial age. Okay. Uh, industrial revolution age. England. Yeah. Right. All right. Just that, that not Elizabeth, not Elizabethan England, more right, like Victorian. I got, yeah, I got you. That was okay. my mistake, my mis- historical mistake. All right, cool. I like that. I, I I just find that that I just find that time period fascinating, and and the 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 clothing and the and the you know what's going on in the world. I just find it that's a I always found that fascinating. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, corny. Uh, anytime after 1980, that's just safest for me, I believe. <laughs> I, I was actually kind of waiting for some kind of, uh, some kind of joke about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, there was a comedian who said this, uh, a, a while back and I just said, uh, if you're a black guy, you, you, you go, you have a time machine. Oh, there's corny strings. Back to 1980. That's it. Oh, my train's back. Yep. It hasn't been here in a month. There it is. <laughs> Sam. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Corny. I thought that was just your okay. No, yeah, go ahead. No, no, um, an actual time, um, uh, I, I would actually go back to, um, uh, well, because I don't know time periods very well. Uh, I would go back to, um, the, the Musketeers and that, that, you know, the, the, so that is the idea of sword play and, and guns and, yeah, that is like yeah. the Elizabethan era, yeah. Okay, then I would like to go there. No, I, hey, that's cool. And you would be like this strange anomaly because you'd be like an educated black man and you could like rule, you know, South Carolina. Well, that wasn't a thing yet, but you could rule. <laughs> He's a great white hunter. Although, like, you haven't although I am black. black. <laughs> I love it. By the way, that is our fourth week of, of, of an already Hudson uh, reference. Yes. I still haven't <laughs> captured just that single part out, but I need to do that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, yes. Uh, so, okay, cool. Sam? Can I pick the eighties? You can if you want to. Yeah, I love the eighties. It was yeah. a fun, dec- fun decade. Well, because you were like thirty. He's going through his midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you've got the birth of of computers and and video games and all that sort of mess. And sure. Agent, it was, baby. Agent it was a great, great time to be a kid and to uh, to have fun. Right. So, but if I, if really, in all in all honesty, um, you know, I love the medieval period. I think if I had the knowledge I have now and go back to the medieval period, I think it would be fun. Yeah, but but you have to think about it. Like, how much knowledge would it? I mean, how much would it help you? I mean, just well, because I, you know how to. I, I, yeah, they probably think I'm a witch and burn me at the stake. Yeah, or exactly. Like, like you know, you have to Ooh, stake. Yeah. Oh God, I know. Corny's <laughs> you have to finally. You have to find some way to like. To, to prove to them that you're this like all knowing wizard, you know, like yeah. you're Merlin but or something. I, I think I would have the ability to to garner support around me, right. so I could become some sort of emperor or king. I like that I with see. the knowledge we have now, right? You know, you know, it's like those turtle dove novels. You know, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. bringing machine guns back to the Civil War. What you, you would know, need to do thing. is you have to make sure that before this fantasy happens, you learn yeah. the uh, the the um. Uh, the uh, the chemical um, layout for like gunpowder, yes, and then you can just create an empire. 
Yeah, imagine. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, so same with but, ter- but in terms of of a person living within that that era, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd want to go before the eighties. Well, I mean, you know, like you know, what's his face did. Uh, um, Gerard Butler wanted to go back and live then, so you know, yeah, it's just nasty and no public. Well, be careful with the uh, the G word because uh, the angry Scotsman may. Uh, oh right, oh, that's <laughs> right. May come find you. Yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> the wrath of the Scotsman. Um, so. To me, I, for something there's really interesting about the um, the 1900s when it was the American, you know, kind of the industrial revolution over here. We're kind of going through this imperialistic expansion. Um, you know, we're taking over countries that didn't really want to be taken over, and <laughs> no flag, no country, no flag, no country. Oh, England, this uh, Hawaiian island for years. Well, they're ours now. It's not, Ho- Hawaiians, yeah, no. you care? No, okay, good. You're ours. All right, uh, Philippines, you're <laughs> ours too. Um, you know, so we don't even know you shut up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. There's something about that, that kind of, um, almost that, that steampunk era. I like that. I like that where there's brass and copper everywhere. I kind of romanticize that. Anyway, I was just kind of a fun little trip. The reason why I brought all that is that in this movie, I was thinking about like trying to think hard about living during this time period where, Mm -hmm. especially in the Caribbean where they're living, and only the rich people get to live in nice niceties. And everyone else, did you notice? Everyone always looked dirty and wet. Yep. Like, like I like felt, children. Like I felt like I needed a towel while I was watching this movie because they're <laughs> they're constantly wet, and it drove me crazy. Even when they're dry, they look gross and wet and sweaty. Just, yeah, just it's sweaty just, and just oh. right. Just ugh. anyway, just get, go take a bath. Anyway, um, so yeah, so yes. But the water was so clear, you know, it's, you didn't want to bathe in it because it just make it dirty. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So this movie, I don't, do we, do we want to do the normal thing and just kind of go through the, the quick, the basis of the movie? I mean, just, you know, yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> basically the, the movie is this, it's just, it, it, Catherine mentioned it. Basically, um, Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, it, it, he, he was captain of the, Black Pearl, but he's no longer because Barbosa mutinied and you know kicked him off or whatever, and so he um, goes about these really interesting ways to try to get his ship back. And there's the, they're cursed, and that's why they're zombies. And apparently, all you have to do is physically just take one piece of gold out of the Aztec chest, and then you just become zombie. Um, zombie, 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 zombie. Right. So. But that actually seemed like it actually once they figured that out, it actually kind of seemed like a cool thing to do, you know, like. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, they said they were hungry or, you know, they didn't feel anything or something like that. But it seemed like a a cool ability to have and something you would need during that time. Right. Like I would put that chest on the ship and I always have it like in the keel or whatever of your ship. Right. And then it goes, oh, we're coming on some British sailors. Everybody go take a coin and put it in your pocket. And you go get your coin, and then you, you have the battle, and you can't die. I mean, like, the only way you can die is if, like, a ch- cannonball physically blows you apart, you know? Um, or when you're in zombie mode, you, you get your bones broken or whatever. But, but even then, it seemed like the, the individual bones had, you know, it was like Iron Giant, where the, the bones Well, only of... that one scene, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, when the arm was chasing him, I was thinking of that movie was yeah. Idle Hands or something like that. That's what it made me. Actually, it made me think yeah. of um, 
Evil Dead 2, truth be told, but um, no one put a chainsaw on their nub and said groovy. No. So, but they should have. It would have been a better film. Hail to the king. Hail, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, groovy. So, so I captured uh, it, what it seemed like a lot of clips, and actually it is kind of a lot of clips. Um, Did you capture it with a Pokeball? Because that would be awesome. I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I captured it with my eye. Pokeball? No? iPad? Okay. No. no. So we Not had bad. things Catch like this. If you almost said eyeball, that was, eyeball, was close. Yeah. We had things like this. Dream about you last night. About me? <laughs> you damn right you did. About the day we yeah, met, girl. do you remember? <laughs> how could I forget this one? Well, how many times must I ask you to call me Elizabeth? At least once, At least more. once more, Miss One. As you wish. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. that was another By the way, of... I, I saw that and I was like, Princess Bride? <laughs> right. Right. Um, so that was another thing that was making my point about I couldn't live in this time period because everyone is so – you have to have these rules and proper. And he's a blacksmith, so he's low on the totem pole. He doesn't matter. He's – you know, like he he's the one that makes the sword. And then he's like, give your my compliments to your master. Like throughout the movie, he never – well, not a couple of times in the movie, he gets zero credit for doing anything because he's yeah. – a blacksmith's apprentice. He's not even the blacksmith, you know? And like, like that stuff drives me crazy, especially when I watch movies about this time period where, um, Sam, you and I were talking about this, uh, before uh, off air, uh, the movie, um, master and commander. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've, uh, have you either two movie seen that movie corner? Chad? No, no. Russell uh, Crow on a ship, isn't it? Yeah. It's Russell Crow and it's got Jarvis on it and, um, some other people. Yeah, Jarvis is the doctor, a little like Darwin right. type of idea. Yeah, yeah, he finds birds and things and whatever. Uh, there's actually a cool scene where he, he does surgery on himself, and it's actually kind of cool. But the there are <laughs> kids. I mean, literally, like, there's a 13-year-old boy telling 40-year-old men what to do because that boy was born to the right family, and he is considered an officer. But that 40-year-old man who was born to the wrong family who's been working on a ship for 35 years, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Maybe not since he was five, but you know what I mean? For 20 years, has to listen to this child. And that, and that's the thing that actually happened. And that, that just, you know, anyway, that stuff yeah. bothers me for whatever reason. That's why I think America is great. Cause we didn't have that kind of crap. Anyway, we didn't have children. <laughs> we, what? No, we did. Um, uh, so I actually, so I missed the, so uh, going in order, we have the trope, right? We get that first trope at the beginning of the movie. Only the kid sees the thing. Mm-hmm. Remember that trope that we had back yeah. at the uh, the Pierce Brosnan joint? What was that? Um, he steals the stuff, the painting. Thomas Crown Fair. Yeah, and only the kid hears the, the locks disengaging. This giant black ship with black sails is off, what, 300 feet off the boat, and no one else sees it? Come on. Anyway. I got to be honest with you. I walked through my entire library today, said hello to two people. An hour later, they're like, hey, when did you get here? And I was like, no. Oh, that's close Aww. enough. You, are, you, are, you, are you saying it's because you're black, you, you, you're, you can't be seen or something? Well, I'm saying if a giant black ship can't be seen 300 yards away and a giant black man can't be seen three feet away, there's, there's, there's a correlation. There's some kind of correlation? <laughs> um, all right. Well, then tomorrow at work, I'm going to put on blackface and see if that works. Yes, yeah. you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do that. You Let do me know that. how that goes. Yeah. You make it through the day. <laughs> Call me. Yeah, 
If you Corey make it in my office, I thought this would be funny. Yeah, at about nine o'clock, I'm going to give all you guys text saying, "Hey, you guys want to come and play Halo?" Because um, I got a lot of free time now. Um, uh, yeah. So then we get these. Uh, so we meet Jack and his. Okay, for real, how cool was Captain Jack Sparrow's entrance? Awesome, pretty badass. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. He, he comes in on a boat that's slowly sinking, and he just <laughs> walks onto the pier. Like and like he owns it, and he goes, yeah. you know, it'll be a shilling for your for your docking. And he looks over, and there's like, there's no boat there, and he kind of gives him that <laughs> that great look. And oh, well, not only that, but he gives you know three shillings, and, and you forget I'm here, or or something like that. And then he steals his pocket, his, his, his purse. purse. Yeah, <laughs> like how that was a very pirate thing to do. And I love it. And it and 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 he is a trope. He is the good bad guy. Yep, you know he's like the, the, he's kind of the Han Solo the antihero. He's, he's the antihero. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of is the antihero. He is Han Solo. He's Malcolm Reynolds. He's yeah. He's that thing that we like in movies until George Lucas goes and screws things up. He's that thing <laughs> that we like because he does. He's Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel. In uh, uh, Pitch Black and oh, 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 uh, Reddick. Right. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. in the pacifier, I don't know what you, where you're going with this. Triple Iron X? Giant, Triple X, yeah, yeah. Iron Giant, Groot. I don't, maybe not Groot. Groot. No. Well, Groot's well, kind of anti hero. Yeah, they're, yeah. He's he's they're, well, all the characters in Guardians were anti heroes. That's actually very true. Yes. Um, Great segue. This is awesome. This is good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so he's an anti hero. He really is. And so to counterbalance him, you've got Will, who oh. is like the knight in shining armor, who has to get his armor a little bloodied i guess or dirty or whatever to do the thing that he knows is right um keep your hands dirty and that's a trope too like that's a that's a movie trope where the 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 guy who's always does the good thing decides that well i gotta do he's nicholas cage in um that movie that he steals the declaration of independence you know i have to steal the declaration of independence why you could just tell them there's something on it oh well no no no. i'm just gonna steal it (laughs) Have you? Isn't that how it, the how it should have ended or something? I can't remember, but oh, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's something like that. But yeah, what was that movie? National Treasures. The same thing. He has to. Yeah, yeah. He has to be the bad guy in order to be the good guy, kind of a thing. So there, I liked it better when it was called the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Um, I like it. Actually, no. It, it's funny that you say that, Chad. The Da Vinci Code, the book, is better than the movie, but I think much better. I think National Treasure as a movie is better than The Da Vinci Code as a movie. And National <laughs> Treasure is not yeah. a very good movie. You don't think of you know, like, like historically no, I, speaking. I, I like it. I did too. I think it's a fun movie. It's just like yeah. historically speaking, you're like, oh, that's not right. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> oh, that's not right. Oh, you got that one thing right. Okay, good job. Okay, that's not right. <laughs> there is a constitution. Yes, there is a constitution. Good job. <laughs> like the second one, I remember in the in the in the movie theaters going. There's there's no lake behind Mount Rushmore. That's not yeah. a thing. There's no there's no lake back there. But you know why not? So anyway, doesn't matter. Um. Yes. Uh, cool. What, what were we talking about? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, oh yes. So then you Barely get so then you get these two guys who are kind of this uh, kind of comic relief throughout the movie, and they made me laugh. And I literally entitled this clip Tweedledee and Tweedledum. You've seen it. Yes. You haven't seen it. Yes, I have. You've seen a ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil that hell itself 
spat him back out? No. No. But I have seen a ship with black sails. Oh. And no ship that's not crewed by the damned and captained by a man so evil that hell itself spat him back out could possibly have black sails, therefore couldn't possibly be any other ship than the Black Pearl. Is that what you're saying? No. Like I said, there's no real ship as can match the intercept. So... I, for whatever reason, I like their banter back and forth. I know it's just supposed to be comic relief, but just the two of them back and forth, I think, are just funny. Like at the in the third movie, where they're like, you know, if there would be no chest, then there would be no reason for us to guard it, and then the chest is gone. You know, like that stuff. For some reason, I just I think it's funny. Um, well, so, and, and I think that that's one thing that this first movie does a heck of a lot better than the second two is is just the writing. Yeah, it was so fresh and so. Very witty. It, witty and ingenious that, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to watch and and, and pay attention to. And uh, I think they overdid it maybe a little bit in the second two. Or, you know, w- was it the same writers? I don't know. But don't, it just seemed either. like it was copying the first movie instead of adding to it, it in it, terms of the writing style. It's funny you, you said that and it, and it sparked a, a, a thought in my brain that to me this movie – now – you have to bear with me. I am not saying that the writing style is the same as what I'm about to compare it to, but it kind of has that same feel as Firefly Serenity. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I there, could, it's I not the same style, but it's that you're, they're saying the same language. We're speaking the same language. They just say things just a little bit off that make you kind of go, oh, yeah, like, you know, we. Instead of him saying, I can't believe, you know, like when, when um, Barbosa says, I kind of expected you to double cross me. And he's like, he could just say, well, no, why, why would I? You know, but he, no, he says, no, I'm a dishonest. And you can always trust a dishonest person to be dishonest. Honestly, <laughs> it's the honest ones you have to watch out for. Like, that's such a clever way of saying such a simple, simple idea. Yeah. And it's that kind of language that really makes me kind of en- endears me to this movie. Um but I did think uh, I did I did uh, capture this one just because I thought this was such a really um, weird thing to say to a person. I uh, apologize if I seem forward, but I must speak my mind in my most British accent ever. This promotion throws into sharp relief that which I have not yet achieved: a marriage to a fine woman. <laughs> you have become a fine woman, Elizabeth. Yeah, try saying that to somebody tomorrow and see what happens. So you're a fine woman. Would you call me? Smack. <laughs> now, here's what I never understood. Okay. It's like, how old is Commodore Norrington right oh, now? Yeah, I mean. He's at least 20 years older, I think. I think, well, yeah. I mean, sorry, well, okay, yeah. uh, maybe, not, maybe, maybe 15. Well, okay, because the remember, at the beginning of the movie, she's, kid. she's 10, and he's serving as a lieutenant, or lieutenant, as they say. <laughs> so if Lieutenant Norrington is what? Even if he's 20 there. Mm-hmm. So, 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 I mean, 10, 28, yeah, okay, to, 28 to 20. I mean, it still looks like he's 45 and she's 18. I mean, right. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But, you know, British people are weird. Anyway. <laughs> that's all I've said well, about they had that. surprisingly right. good teeth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's true. Let's just let's go ahead and make sure we get one star reviews from people from England. Um, <laughs> love you guys. 
Did you? I, mm. I I don't know if I, I didn't write it under my tropes, but I don't know if it is or not. But like, she's clearly in pain and can't breathe, but no one notices because she's a woman. Like, I I can't breathe. He's like, I know, I'm nervous too. No, you dumbass, she can't breathe. Like, I don't. <laughs> I know that's just a funny thing in movies. And then she falls off that perilously. I wrote this down. It was like one of the last things I wrote was that that wall that she and then Cap and then Sparrow falls off of. Like, it's only ankle high. I'm like, OSHA would not approve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. It has to be at least waist high, Sam, right? It's got to be at least waist high, right? Uh, I think it's three feet, something like three feet. Yeah. But so, yeah. About, about the same. Yeah. Um, so, fine woman. <laughs> uh, and then I thought it was pretty pretty messed up that as soon as they see the guy who kill, who saved her, they just look at him like, oh, he must be a pirate. Kill him. He's like... Shoot him. He's like, well, wait a minute. I thought that, and even the movie, she's like, well, wait a minute. He just saved my life. I thought that was pretty messed up that he just shows up and he's like, kill him. Oh, he's a pirate. Time to hang him. Like, yeah, okay. So, and then we have, um, I, I wrote the, the bit where like, you know, okay, yes. They went to the Imperial School of Stormtrooper shooting thing, right? Yes. Obviously. Well, they're British. But yes, they're that, and... But they're muskets, and they're very... Inaccurate. Exactly. Yeah. They're flying pieces of shit muskets that couldn't hit... Literally, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I mean, literally. That, you know, so, um, but did you guys notice that when he was... He, after the, you have the weird theatrical acrobatic moment, and then he's running in his funny running style that he does, he's running across the bridge, there's like just people over there, and they're shooting at them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And like, they're like ducking and hiding. And I, and I, all I could think of is that that would never happen. Like all those people that shot at civilians trying to kill a pirate, they would all be like thrown in the brig or something. Like, I I know it's supposed to be funny in a movie to cause peril to innocent people, but immediately in my mind went, that would never happen. Now I know there's (laughs) zombies in the movie. I get it. Okay. But the, the real stuff should still be real. Anyway. Um, then we get this funny little moment, which I laughed out loud. You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. So, there you go. Um, By the way, that, that logic isn't wrong at all. No, that's great. You know, <laughs> you yeah. have heard of me. And did you hear, notice, I don't know why, but when I was capturing it, there's like a, like the loudest cricket ever happening in the background. <laughs> You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of. <laughs> I just because I you're right. It's like because I because I have to. I um I, I watch the scene so I capture the audio and I go back and listen to it a couple times just to make sure that there's it's at the right level. I'm like, man, that cricket is loud. Anyway, just, it's those crazy Caribbean crickets. I guess. Uh, well, you know, or, or the, the giant cracking. Well, the Kraken existing out there, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. the crickets run pretty big, too. Either that or the sound guy was like, oh, we've got some silence, and you can hear the film camera running, so I'll put a cricket over the noise. Um, <laughs> Release the cricket. You know, I, that's that's a good point. I bet you that's what it was. There was it, it something mean, they were trying to hide. It could have been. I don't know. Usually whenever you need to hide stuff, you usually use music. Um, whenever you have like a lot of other noise things kind of happening, sometimes you use soundtrack or music. But it, it might have been just an actual bug there. I don't know. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, if you just put the uh, boom out of the horse, you wouldn't have this problem. That's, That's true. true. Were there even horses in this movie? Sure. I don't know. There was a donkey? There was a donkey. There was a donkey. There was a fine ass in this movie, too. Yeah, there was. Nice. Man, he didn't have to burn it with the thing, though, right? Yeah. He, he could have just... just smacked it in the butt. Oh. 
But anyway. Poor thing. Poor, I know, right? Poor donkey. Um, donkey. Yes. It was terrible, Shrek. Yeah. He burned me. He burned me in the butt, Shrek. Um, so then they have the cool, the cool fight scene. He and Orlando Bloom have the cool fight scene, right? Um, and it's a, it's the most unlikely sword fight play movie scene ever. But that's what makes but it's this movie fun. so it, fun. You know, you know, I was like, thinking too because I've seen the the second two, uh, the, the sequels so many yeah. times, and they've got some crazy fight scenes. Yeah, during sword the, play. the in the water wheel bit. That's yeah, the water really, wheel and things like that. But, I think uh, it's actually really cool how they filmed it. Like, yeah, you know, because they actually had a giant wheel that they put on a gimbal, and they did like all these stunts and stuff. And I thought that was actually genuinely really cool because they didn't yeah. CGI that, not all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I then when I when I saw this again today after not seeing it in a while, I was like, yeah, that makes more a little more sense to me now after watching the, the first swordplay. Yeah, um, in this in the uh, Smithy shop, right. Uh, there's actually trivia that says that um, they they kind of envisioned that Will is actually the best swordsman of the groups, and then that Jack or that Norrington and Barbosa are pretty equally matched, and then Jack is actually the worst sword fighter because <laughs> as 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 experienced um, in that scene, you cheated, pirate. So by the way, that <laughs> phrase. I made, that was actually one of the things I hated about this movie because everyone I knew used this at some point in time All to right. explain anything they did. Dude, why'd you take my sandwich? Pirate. I'm like, pirate. you're not a damn pirate. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so then they, they have the fight scene, and then he gets uh, doused in the face with that chemical, which was actually chocolate dust, which is kind of cool. Um <sighs> Right, so they're like greatest hey, job ever. Hey, Kira Knightley, you want to come lick my face? Great, thanks. Um, <laughs> but then the, then the um, the uh, <laughs> what'd you say, Chad? <laughs> this, this is, is the tale, tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Sparrow. Right, nice. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So then you got the um, the uh, the redcoats are like storming his door and like why are they doing that? Well, that How did they weird. know that he was there? Like I'm pretty just, sure people saw him go in there and or heard. Maybe they heard play. the sword, sword, yeah, the sword fight or something going on. But it was really really strange. And and, and once again, the cool thing that the, the movie does for us is that it shows Jack to be kind of a nice guy. You know, like he he saves Elizabeth, and then he has a chance. He he has a chance to kill Will. So he can flee, but he chooses not to, you know, because, again, it kind of shows that he's a, a genuinely, a, he's a good dude at heart. Um, mm-hmm. um, so it's, which makes, again, makes him the anti-hero. Um, then the, then the black, black Pearl comes in. And did you guys notice how easy it seemed for that one ship to beat the hell out of that town? I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, you know, if you're Port Royal and you're supposed to be Fort something, Fort Defiance or whatever you are, you were like the worst naval coastal defense thing ever. You know, like they don't even <laughs> think they even hit the Black Pearl with their cannons. Like you knew where the ship was. It wasn't moving. They were terrible. Anyway, um, the, the Black Pearl yeah. was OP. I mean, it was, especially for a ship that had like the worst sails ever. Well, and you, and you think about it, too, in especially it. in the sequels. Was the Black Pearl didn't seem like the the Uber ship in the sequels as it was in this first one? Well, the does that make sense? Yes and no. the The thing with the Black Pearl is is that it's 
it's some there's something mystical about it. Mm-hmm. And that's even that's even um mentioned in the second movie that Davy Jones raised the Black Pearl from the depths to give to Jack for 13 years and then uh, on and then Jack in return would serve 100 years on the Dutchman. And mm-hmm. so obviously there's something um, none of this world about that ship, which is how it's able to catch up to the fastest boat, the Interceptor. But here's my thing. When you remember Jack um, talking with Barbosa about Barbosa taking the, the, the uh, British ship, mm-hmm. he was saying that Barbosa would take the bigger, better mm-hmm. ship, and he would take the Black Pearl. Right. And to me, that sounds, that's strange to me, because it's like, Obviously, the Black Pearl, in my opinion, is the better ship. I don't think, but I don't think Barbosa knows what the Pearl can be. Okay. Like to him, it's just a ship. Like I okay. don't think. I think we don't. We don't know yet that Barbosa knows all the kind of the mystical things that Jack seems to know. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously yeah. he's a zombie, but Jack seems to know he has the magic compass. He obviously, we find out later, he's obviously friends with Calypso. You know, like he he knows way more about these waters than Barbosa, in my opinion. Uh, until Barbosa comes back in the third movie, and then all of a sudden Barbosa is like, then he becomes like omniscient or something. Um, yeah. For some reason, maybe because when you die, you just learn everything. I don't know. Uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen two or three. Um, <laughs> yes. Where was I going for that? Um, yeah, you know the funny thing is I didn't remember that Barbosa actually died in this movie. Really. Yeah, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's right. He does get shot and, and it bleeds through his, his shirt and, you know, he falls down. Right. And he says and I fr- that, that I feel cold line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I did think it was pretty funny that um, she mentioned Parlay and she said that the code was written by Captain Morgan and Bartholomew. And I thought, Pirate Captain Morgan? And then I <laughs> ate in my chair. I kind of did the Captain Morgan, you know, stance. Um, so then we have the fight scene and, oh, I was supposed to look that up and I forgot to do it. Darn it. There was, um, seedy looking prisoner. That's kind of a funny one. Uh, I thought that there was a, um, what's his name? A, uh, Game of Thrones connection, but I can't think of what it is. Like the guy that, um, that's about to kill. Will, and he says, say goodbye, and then a cannon hits the sign, and he gets knocked back into the thing, and he says goodbye. I thought mm-hmm. that, I, I saw that he was in, but maybe not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Um, there are actually a couple other um, Game of Thrones connections in this movie, believe it or not. Huh. Um, the What's the guy? The guy with the wooden eye? He apparently is, uh, he's in a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes. Yeah, he's the... the God, what was he? Well, he was at the North at the Wall, wasn't he? No. Uh, oh, what was he? Crap. Uh, I'll tell you in just a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. He was no, that's that game. He was Orel. This still doesn't help. Brother to Jorel. Yeah, uh, he was in <laughs> the Walk of Punishment, Kissed by Fire, the Climb, the Bear, and the Maiden Fair. The Rain. Oh, that's Mary. right. He was the he was the Northerner, the um, the Free Folk. He was he was he could. Control the hawk. Oh, that's right. Right. You know, he yep. kind of looks like DJ Qualls. Yeah, I don't. Who is that? 
Oh, uh, did you uh, see the, the core new guy? Or, yeah, the new uh, guy. He was in the core. He was in. Um, oh yeah, skinny skinny guy. Road trip. Road trip. Yeah, yeah. a boinker. Okay. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Anyway, okay. Congratulations on you for looking like somebody else. Um, <laughs> uh, then you get uh, so so. How much does Will love her? Well, then he would say this. One question about your business, boy. There's no use going. Let's go. How far are you willing to go to save her? I'd die for her. Oh, good. Now, where is he? <laughs> Just like that. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, then you notice that that guy, his name was Gillette, which is kind of a douchey name, but he was the... Best um, the man it can get. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. Nice. Ah, oh, you beat me to it. He, um, he, he was the guy who was... Uh, he was like the lieutenant, the lieutenant. You know what I'm talking about? Um, or the David tenant. I was going to say the right tenant. Who? Lieutenant. Um, Who? Or David tenant. Who's David tenant? Who? He's a, I have no idea. He's what? a doctor. He's a doctor. On what? Who? Oh, jeez. Anyway. Um, <laughs> David tenant. <laughs> yeah. Pete and repeat. Good job. Um. What was I going to say? Anyway, he was like like the complete douchiest douchebag in the movie. You know, like she says, this is Captain Jack Sparrow's doing, you know, it's a trap. And he's like, the people are undead. It's and, a trap. And, yeah, exactly. And then he goes, oh, a mermaid flopped up on the deck and told us the whole thing. Ha, ha, ha. Like that guy. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to punch him in the face every time I saw him. Um, so then the, um, did you guys notice that when they steal the ship that the apparently... I wrote, so the British Navy prescribes to the Gotham City PD method of sending everyone in yes. to look for something. <laughs> oh, we have to capture these two guys, so let's send the entire crew and leave no one back <laughs> on the ship for any reason at all. <laughs> you know, just, and then all that one guy tries to swing and then he completely misses. You know, by, just, like, <laughs> by, by like 40 feet. Yeah, I mean, by many, many close. feet. It wasn't even close. He just wanted to go swimming is all it was. Um, I just thought that anybody else hear the uh, yakety sax music uh, while it was going on. <laughs> nice. Um, actually, if you would have sped that up, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, out, they, they start looking out the portholes, you know, and, and switch windows. And, right. Yeah, they're going you know. back and forth between the cannons, and like they're coming out at different times. Absolutely. They end up in the same porthole and. Like two guys go on two different rooms, and they come out the same one, and they look at each other. A mermaid other they... pops out of one, you know, one time. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow is actually on that one. Barbosa kind of waves. Yeah. I like it. This movie just got real silly. Um, well, that's, that actually, that's a, point, a good point, because this movie could have gotten very stupid very quick. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. It had the potential to be real dumb. Yeah, but you know, I was like you though, Ob. You know, when I first heard about this thing, I thought to myself, "Why in the heck are they making a movie after a ride?" Yeah, and you know, after riding the ride, I was like, "Still, how in the heck are they going to make this movie?" But uh, goodness gracious, um, I think they got the tone perfect. It's both serious and funny. You know, it's like some of the best movies we we review and we watch. It's that fine line that they they balance on to uh to please both worlds you know it's not overly nolan-esque in terms of overly serious and it's not too uh 
Batman Forever, where it's too goofy. But it is the most sense? sensitive of the Batmans. <laughs> or something like that. Right. No, yeah, I'm with you. So. Um, so now we get some more um, Jack Sparrow logic. You didn't beat me. You ignored the rules of engagement in a fair fight and kill you. That's not much incentive for me to fight fair, then, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's complete truth logic. So there you go. Um, uh, I did think it was weird that for a ship that had a crew that can't eat anything, it had a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me ask you this, for real. When, she, when they put down that food to eat, how many of us were like, man, I'm hungry right now? Because <laughs> that food looked damn good, right, Corny? Yes, it did. I was eating during the movie, so no, no, I was actually okay. Oh man, I'm, I'm walking, looking at that suckling pig and that chicken leg that she was diving into, or whatever, and I just like I, I literally looked at that meal, and for some reason, movie food always looks better than I'm sure that it is. But anyway, um, Here, here's my question: How was it prepared on the ship? I mean, you got people that that the, can't the- eat. And I'm sure it tastes good. I can't tell, but I'm sure it tastes good. Well, at one point, these these pirates were having to cook their meals. You know, yeah, but that stuff. Have no, there's no stove. <laughs> I'm sure there yeah, is. No I mean, it's still a ship. ship. Yeah, ships have ways to cook food. Yeah. you'd have to. Yeah, but yeah, why? they're just not. They're really not why? shown the whole. The Black heck of a Pearl lot. wasn't built for zombie crew. Well. No, 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 no! Like the zombie crew. I mean, they've been the zombie. They've been zombies for a while now. Yeah. Uh, so why years. would they have food on the ship? I don't know. That's the question I'm asking. Yeah, that was a a good question. Other than question. they like to watch other people eat it, apparently. Right. Or in case that one they happen to find that last coin, then they can eat. That's the only I can think of. But that's Boy, like that throwdown that's... would be so so awesome. Do what? That throwdown after they uh, oh absolutely they can eat again. You haven't eaten for ten years. Yeah, you're gonna be hungry. I'm punching people in the <laughs> face. I'm eating biscuits. It, it's necessary. <laughs> Cats and dogs. Um, uh, no, they we'll eat those. That's disgusting. They uh, get to the point where then they realize that she's not the girl that they need, and that it's not the right blood. And then the, the crew like starts to turn on Barbosa, and I thought it was kind of funny. There was this moment of. Huh, that's kind of funny where the, the guy who mutinied against Captain Jack Sparrow looks like he's about to face a mutiny. But my question is, <laughs> here's, so here's the thing. I would assume that in the traditional way of, th- of, of how pirates work, the guy who's the captain, he's the captain because he, he has the ship, right? And the reason mm-hmm. why he has the ship is because he's probably a better swordsman or he's smarter or stronger or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So... So usually you pirate your crew out of fear, all right? You know, mm-hmm. you come and do the pirate stuff with me, and then we'll all be rich. But you listen to me because I'm smarter and more clever than you, and if you screw up, I'm going to kill you, right? But in this mm-hmm. world, there's no fear of death. There's an even playing field. So when he pulls his sword out and says, I will not be questioned by you, I'm like, why? Why not? <laughs> what are you going to do to him? Kill them because most of them were halfwits. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean they. Didn't, I mean, I know that the point of the story is you need him to be the captain. Like I get that, but like in this zombie world, there's no reason why one of them doesn't goes. Hey, you know what? I think I can do better than you. So we're just gonna rip you apart. So mm-hmm. enjoy, because um, you can't kill us. So good luck with that sword. Um, sea turtles. I already played. Um, 
Uh, Sam, you, you've been uh, pulling out your fun little uh, flashcards of uh, pirate uh, insults. I wrote down, why do, pi- why do captains have to insult their crew? But it was only pirate captains because Norrington didn't insult his crew. But, yeah, you know, it's I like know. the only way I can get you to do this thing is by calling you these really interesting things. Because we want to mm-hmm. hear it. That's I guess. what it is. Yeah. We assume that that's how pirates talked. So. I'm sure they were all very friendly in real life. Maybe not. You know? But, I mean, like, <laughs> it's just so maybe, funny. maybe those words were like words of, in, of endearment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean endearment. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I call I call Sam and ask him something. He answers sub jerk. So that's just yeah. the same thing. Um, they do. That's what you know. You you what 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 did you call me, Sam, earlier? Something cuttlefish. Uh, toothless cot. Yeah. Did you steal all these uh, from Peter Pan? No. Oh, okay, that's what they sound no. like. He calls him a cuttlefish. Spineless, one. bloody codfish. No. Or oh, he's a codfish. Um, cuttlefish. Uh, scabrous, ghastly swab. That's cuttlefish. Nice. Yeah, it was cuttlefish. Uh, Barbosa, Barbosa loves his technicalities, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He lives <laughs> for him. He must be like part Vulcan because he loves his technicalities. You said I'd, I said you let him go free. Actually, you know. Anyway, but that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, was this the first time we've really been introduced to any kind of pirate code? I have no idea. I, I've seen I don't like, remember before this. I've seen. I like once eight. worked at a Walmart, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, are there a lot of pirates at Walmart? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. Actually, in in uh, in my little uh, small town of uh, in North Carolina, there is a there's a lady who dresses up as a pirate and goes to our Walmart. So awesome, <laughs> legit. That sounds great. I need you to take photos. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of like uh, Barbosa and his men. <laughs> they, they're only shown zombies when the moon's out, so I, I have to be at the right time to catch her. Right. <laughs> other people have seen her. Is the thing. That's funny. So. <laughs> that's that's actually awesome. Um, the 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 biggest question of the movie. What are you doing? You burned all the food, the shake, the rum. Yes, the rum is gone. Why is the rum gone? One, because it is a vile drink that turns even the most respectable men into complete scoundrels. Two, that signal is over a thousand feet high. The entire Royal Navy is out looking for me. Do you really think that there is even the slightest chance that they won't see it? Why is the rum gone? <laughs> it's so funny. I, I I didn't, but I think I still want to capture out and just him asking why is the rum gone. I might just want to keep that one forever. So I'll ask why is the rum gone, and then I can play this. You know, stop eating my sesame cake. There you go. Can't I can't not go a week without playing that. I don't know. Sorry. Um. Uh. So, so then we get they get saved, and then they go back, and blah blah. So. So Sparrow's plan is this, all right? So I'm going to bear with me, right? Sparrow's plan to save Will is a plan that possibly will cost other sailors their lives. But as long as the heroes go, okay, then that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, yeah. His whole plan to get himself free of the curse, kill Barbosa, and save Will, because that's part of the plan is to, in fact, save Will. Because he, for whatever reason, has become a, a pal to him. Mm-hmm. But if these other sailors die, who cares? They don't have names. They're not part. You know what I'm saying? They all had like, red shirts. So they yeah, were all red gonna... shirts. Exactly. Literally, they are all red shirts. So <laughs> I just thought that was funny that in order to save one, fifteen must die. But oh well, you know we had because we have ninja zombie pirates. 
Yeah, Ninja Zombie Pirates. That sounds real. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a show on Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Zombie Pirates, made by the creators of Samurai Jack. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, she escapes down the back of the ship in the old tie-the-sheets-together gag. But why was there a <laughs> rowboat at the back of the ship? What is what is happening right now? Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Apparently somebody got an important phone call at 11 o'clock at night. Um, uh, he has to make that money, yo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Right. Well, you know. Anyway. Um, uh, I, I wrote, oh, the bell got your attention, but not the gunfire. You ever, that, that's a trope. I didn't write it under my trope, but that's actually a trope. Like, uh, Sam, you'll, you'll appreciate this. It's that trope in Jurassic Park, right? Mm-hmm. They're driving up in the Jeeps, and then they see the one, the, bra- the Brachiosaurus, right? Yep. There's a thousand of them behind him, making all kinds of noise and trumpeting and walking and stomping and, uh, you know, playing baseball or whatever they're doing off the distance. But because yep. the camera doesn't see it, we don't hear it. <laughs> and that's a trope, you know? And then, yep. he, and, and then he then he turns around and then he sees it. And then we hear all kinds of noise. And it's the same thing. Like that pirate, the ship was only what? A couple, you know, a thousand feet away. And there's gunfire. Yeah. But then the bell gets its attention, and then you look over and see the ship, which when he turned, he barely like even had to, it's not like he had to turn around. He just like looked slightly to the left and saw his ship and people, and there was gunfire that we could hear it. And that's a thing that movies do all the time. Um, I don't know why, it kind of bothers me for some reason. It just, because <laughs> it, it kind of makes the, the, the person that seems sound, seem kind of dumb, that they're yeah. that, 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 they're that un, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, they can't pay attention enough. They're that unobservant. That's the word I was looking for. They are that unobservant. Uh, I'm not saying everybody should be Sherlock Holmes and observe everything, but the ship that you're in charge of is has, has gunfire on it, and you don't have... You're not even looking back at once to make sure that your boat is okay? Anyway. Is Chad asleep? No. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I thought I heard snoring there for a second. Sorry, uh, my rant must be boring. I apologize. Um, <laughs> then we have the boring. The uh, ill. Okay. <laughs> okay. The ill-conceived. Um... Oh wait, I missed one. Uh, boom. Avada sleep pod. Parlay. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. 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 Damn to the depths, whatever mutton they thought of. Parlay. That would be the French. Yeah, let's stick it to the French because they're weird. Um, Because only the British. Oh, no, we're ashamed again. (laughs) Ashamed part two. Because we're the British, and the only people we can make fun of at this point are the English or the French. Um, I missed that was obviously a little while ago. So he has the uh, ill-conceived uh, uh, escape attempt, and I wrote the rope is mightier than the sword. Those soldiers were terrible. All right, there's two of them. <laughs> we're gonna run in between them. Oh, there's a rope. Oh, we fall down. Anyway, that was funny. Um, and then I literally rolled my eyes when he's like, he's only a blacksmith, and she goes, no, he's a pirate. And then she kisses him for like six minutes, and I rolled my eyes. Um, this is kind of a long clip, but it was funny. So try your best to just tune out everything else that's happening and just listen to the guy reading the list of 
of things that he has done that he's being um, accused of, of having done. Jack Sparrows. Captain, Captain Jack Sparrows. For your willful commission of crime against the Crown. Said crimes being numerous in quantity and sinister in nature. The most egregious of these to be cited herewith. Piracy, smuggling, falsification of letters of Commodore Norrington is bound by the law, as are we all. Impersonating an officer of the Spanish Royal Navy, impersonating a cleric of the Church of England, sailing under false colors, arson, kidnapping, looting, poaching, brigandage, depravity, depredation, and general lawlessness. And for these crimes, you have been sentenced to be on this day hung by the neck until dead. I like how general lawlessness is a is a law that you can break. Like it's in their it's in their constitution. General lawlessness, crime punishable by death. Um, They're a little more strict back then. I guess. There you go. Tropes. Only kids see things. Ambiguous rules. Yeah, the guidelines. They're not actual rules. They're just guidelines. Yeah. Um, I die for her trope. All bars have fighting. That's a great yes. trope. Every time you go to a bar, there's somebody's got to be fighting somebody. Like, if you were the bartender of that bar, you would be out of business in a week. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just buying replacement glasses. Right. Would, uh, like, every time someone yeah, buys. Bankrupt you. Exactly. Like, well, you just buy a Lego glass, you know, just uh, <laughs> shatter your son back together at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Ooh, uh, dresses that fit. Yeah, yeah, he bought her a he had a dress that yeah. just fit her perfectly and made her look great. Um, she was hot. I'm just gonna say I, I did. Yeah, she it. for some reason she was very she had, you know attractive more, in this movie. I I haven't found her as attractive since. But uh, no, she looks kind she's of so skinny. She is, and and it's funny. Sarah and I, my wife and I, had this conversation not too long ago. Most actresses in Hollywood show up on the scene, and they get, um, they get They have Bad. to no. <laughs> They get to get skinnier, right? Like yeah. they show up and they look great and then they get skinnier. And then there's a couple that who gain a couple pounds and actually look better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember what we watched that we both said like, oh, yeah, like she looks great now compared to 10 years ago when she was super skinny. I don't remember who we were talking about. Um, but like like in this movie, like she looks great in this movie. Yeah. Um. But like in the third movie, heck, in the new Jack Ryan movie, like I'm not really that attracted to you right now because you just you need to eat a cheeseburger or something. Wait a second, she was in the Jack Ryan movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. She was Captain Kirk's wife. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I thought you meant Jack Reacher. No, not Jack. Reacher. Okay, yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> seen the new Jack Ryan movie. Oh, it's good you don't know time. Jack, Sam. You really don't. I apparently, don't. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> Uh, but my my other like my biggest example is in the movie The Mask with Cameron Diaz. Like she's hot in the in The Mask, and then she got all weird and skinny for something about Mary. And yeah. ever since then, mm-hmm. I've not found her attractive at all. There's just anyway, that's just me personally. But maybe I'm the weird one. Necklaces just pull yes. off. That's a trope. Like who is my necklace? Just pull it right off. Like how is that even clasped on there? Is that a magnet? I mean, whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> So, yes. So, I have an Audible promo coming in. So, just, you know, 
Look out. Here it comes. If so, this is another recommendation from your wife, I'm going to scream. This is not. This is one okay, for me. Good. This is one that I have. Um, not uh, that Sarah has bad recommendations. No, just, she doesn't. Um, but this is not that. This movie, um, I actually wanted to pick a book that was kind of along the same theme uh, and one that I have uh, consumed so that I can actually kind of give you a positive recommendation on. So this movie, this book I'm recommending is from audible.com. You can get uh, this book uh, and many others. Uh, you can go to audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. You can get this book and whatever you want for free. <laughs> this book is the last, that's not it. The last, yeah, the last flag down. It's the story of the last Confederate ship in the um, Confederate Navy. And it was, um, it's, it's, it's all based on a true story, and it's based off of the actual diaries of the captain. And the uh, quick synopsis is the ship leaves Charleston Harbor, and its mission, it goes down, um, it literally traverses the world. It goes across the ocean, meets up in different uh, refueling ports along the way, and then it's supposed to go into the Pacific Northwest and um, terrorize the, the, the northern shipping fleet up there uh, as they produce, you know, for timber and furs and stuff that support the North, but by the time they got there, the war had ended. Um, so mm. anyway, uh, so the last flag down, it's a really interesting story. And in case you wanted to know what it sounded like, this is what it sounds like. And this risk was only the first in a Homeric voyage that promised more and ever more terrible risks. Right. That sounds awesome to me. So can you check that out? <laughs> Audible.com slash cheap seat reviews. You can get a free audiobook and a 30 day free trial. Totally free. Check them out. Those guys are awesome. Okay. Yeah, I hope he's reading books about homoerotic trips or whatever Stop they said. Um, comic book <laughs> connection. This is strange. Sorry. I, I found three. Now, there were more, but on the top, maybe, I don't know, 20 or so people. I didn't really go digging much past that. I found three good ones. I found one. Well, we already mentioned one earlier. So, but I found three. So, can we name the three real quick? Name the what? The three. What, what are coming three collections? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so it's all down there. Yep. All right. Uh, Herpaderp. Yeah, I totally um, forgot she was in this movie too. That was yeah. I I kind of did too. I was like, I thought she was in this, and then there she is, and she's punching him in the face, and he's like, "Yep, I deserve that." And uh, like, yeah, there she is. She was, of course, Gamora, our green chick. In that movie, oh, this is getting a little harder. You said there's a there's there's two other good two other ones. Um, like I said they're all in the top like five, really. I only went I only went to um, really like the top fifteen. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to say, no, I, I don't I'm, remember any other comic movie game. that Johnny Depp has been in. No, he's not in. So okay, Jeffrey uh, Rush, okay, the guy Keira that played Knightley, then. no, uh, Jeffrey Rush who plays Barbosa was. Uh, a voice of one of the uh, Lantern Corps in the Green Lantern movie, the, that weird um, Ryan Reynolds garbage. Oh, okay. And then okay. Lee Ehrenberg, he played Pintel. He was the guy who just said the um, parlay. I, that guy, the bald-headed dude, he shot yeah. me. Him, He was um, Major Domo in an, an episode of Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. 
Wow, that's a stretch. Yeah. Well, it's still, it's still a comic book show. We oh, it's not a stretch. I mean, sorry, but that, that, sorry, that was a reach. Just only, only in the sense that you actually had to go. I had to find to, that one. Had to go to, to Lewis yeah. and to go and go into Lois and Clark. Man, well, that's we've a, we've done ones where like guy did one episode as a voice of one thing in that Justice League comic book movie show or whatever. That's so we've true. done that before. Real quick, yeah. Star Trek connections. Obviously, Zoe Saldana as Uhura, but that same dude, Lee Ehrenberg. This I, I had to write this down. I thought this was great. He served in, not only did he was in an episode of Star Trek Enterprise, he was also in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. He played two different characters in Star Trek The Next Generation and an episode of Deep Space Nine. Good Lord. So they must really like him. He, he, he likes him some Star Trek. That's all I got to say about that. And one last Star Trek connection, the HMS Interceptor. So the Interceptor that it's in the movie is a real ship. It's a real boat. Um, it's called the uh, HMS uh, Princess yo mama. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Yo Mama. I'm sure that's, that's actually, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Anyway, that's the that's, same ship that they use in Star Trek Generations at the beginning of the movie that um, when Worf gets his, uh, becomes a lieutenant or a commander or whatever. And then they have the gag, it. they have the gag where he, they, the, the computer removes the plank and he falls into the ocean. Anyway. There you go. So a boat had a Star Trek connection. Trivia. Johnny Depp. Act trivia. <laughs> <laughs> should I, Sam, should... you're on a, on a little mind mill tonight. This is awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis do our voiceover for trivia. There you uh, go. Johnny Depp improvised Jack Sparrow's catchphrase, Savvy. Um, uh, this one seems... You good, Corny? <laughs> We got we got some thirsty there. We got some foley work going on here. (laughs) Um, Originally, Johnny Depp wanted Jack Sparrow to have no nose and be afraid of silly things like pepper and the common cold. Disney said no. Oh yeah, you think? Yeah, that's a good idea. Good call, Disney. Yeah, hidden Mickey. uh, Sam, did you pick this up? No, Uh, I didn't either. I even tried to Google image it and I couldn't find it. So either someone's lying or no one else has captured the image. The final cannon shot. That during the Black Pearl siege of the town billows into a Mickey Mouse head shapes against the sky night. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, hmm. Yes. When casting for the role of Will Turner, it was down to Orlando Bloom or Heath Ledger. But oh. director Gore hmm. Verbinski choose, chose Bloom because he was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and felt that he would be more bankable. Interesting. Uh, most of these are going to be about uh, almost people. Speaking of, um, did you see that Orlando Bloom is in talks to come to the, was it, what is it now, the fifth Pirates movie? The fifth, fifth one, and yeah. sixth one? Really? Yeah. the fifth one? Oh, yeah. I knew there was going to be a fifth one. The weird part is, is that, because it's called Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah. Um, like, there's a couple of characters that are in that that are dead. So I'm really yeah. confused. Um. <laughs> Well, if anything that Pirate teaches us, especially with Pirates 2, is that no one stays dead. Right. It's, it's like superhero movies. Yeah. You know, like, they never really die. Yeah, you're right. Look at that. So Jack Davenport played Norrington, rumored. Orlando Bloom, uh, rumored. Christoph Waltz as Captain Brand. Ooh, I like Christoph Waltz. He's That'll great. Be, and then yeah. you're, uh, you're pretty much your normal cast of uh, miscreants. Um. Huh. Produced by Jerry Brockheimer, of course, but not directed yep. by Gore. It's directed by Joachim Ronning. Joachim? What, Sam, you, you know the German. What does it mean when you have an O with a line through it? 
It's an um with a line through it. That's not German. That's oh, uh, Norwegian. It? It's Norwegian. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. It is Norwegian. Uh, <laughs> growing up in the '80s in Sandefjord, a small <laughs> south town of Oslo, Norway. <laughs> Swedish chef now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, we did the Pirates of Asti Mates. Yeah. <laughs> so he's talking to the fjords. It's really interesting how people become directors of like these like big budget things. So he did a short and then something called Banditas and then something called Max Manus, Man of War, and then Contiki, and then one episode of Marco Polo, and then now he's doing Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men, like... How do you go from doing nothing to like two hundred and fifty million dollar budget? Yeah. By, by the way, the only reason why he had one episode of Marco Polo because he couldn't find another one. No, <laughs> man, that was great. And the other director, well, you know, a lot of things though. You know, like Edgar Wright um, with Guardians, he really didn't have anything really, really big until Guardians. That that's actually. True to a point, or if I can spell. I mean, Guardians. he's known, obviously, but I can't spell Guardians for some reason. There we go. Jeez, that was really hard. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, James Gunn actually directed Guardians of the Galaxy. By the way, that's what I meant. Sorry, James Gunn. Yeah, right. Edgar Wright is the. Uh, but like, but, but that's different because I mean, he at least he has a lot of writing credits. Yeah, but yeah, James Gunn directed, yeah, Mr. Gunn. Um, he did Slither, that Tom, that Nathan uh, Fillion garbage, and then he yeah, did, but it was just it, that's a low budget. But then he did for movie. It's not. And then he did a bunch of episodes of a, a short called PG Porn, which is kind of funny. Uh, but then he does sport, sport. Uh, forty movie forty three. And then, yeah, then Guardians of the Galaxy. So you're right. I mean, the point is taken. I mean, he did, he did almost yeah. nothing before. Um, but damn, did he nail it. Yes, he did. I mean, but he did write Dawn of the Dead and the Scooby-Doo movie and <laughs> Hamster PSA short. It was a public service announcement about hamsters. <laughs> I got to check this out. <laughs> Public oh, service announcement meant only for mother hamsters, warning them against eating their progeny due to the <laughs> harmful effects it has on the human children who love them. What? This sounds like a mockumentary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? So you've got, there's only, it only has a cast of like six people. You've got a guy named Billy and then someone named Schizophrenia and then Lloyd Kaufman as himself. And then you know what? It sounds like a bunch of friends in Hollywood getting together and kind of doing something. Yeah, because then you have Joseph Anthony as the Toxic Avenger, and then oh. Veronica as Princess <laughs> the Hamster. <laughs> this sounds great. It's only a three-minute deal. Yeah. Also known as the Tragedy of Billy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that sounds great. Oh, Billy! Oh, Billy! Um, I actually have news about Oh Billy. Just a second. Um. Huh? Yes. Robert De Niro was offered the role of Captain Jack Sparrow, but he declined, thinking that the movie wouldn't do well in the box office, as many other pirate movies have in the past. Well, think about it. You go up to somebody and say, hey, we're... You say you're talking to me, you're talking to me on the boat. Yeah. We're we're doing a movie about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the Disney ride, Mm -hmm. but the pirates are going to be zombies, 
and uh, it's going to be this really intricate, uh, you know, drunken mess with with the the, the star. You know, I wouldn't have thought this thing was going to. Well, succeed. yeah, I mean, like one of the the world's most famous um, like uh, movie um, catastrophes is. Um, uh, is I think that, it's, is, it, is it Cutthroat Island or? Yes, Cutthroat Island. Yeah. it was like all that money they spent on that. It was thing. like a ninety-five a million mess. dollar movie. Something yeah. I can't remember what it was, but it was like for the time. It was. It would basically be like the budget of Avatar because Avatar was like a three hundred dollar, three hundred million dollar yep. movie and it only made like a 12 million dollars or something like that yeah. it was no one was in the mood for these that that type of pirate movie for some reason but it's a bad movie too oh well, yeah you're right it is a bad it. movie so so then so this so continuing on with this um so he was proved wrong obviously and so he accepted the role of captain shakespeare in the movie stardust <laughs> yes i love that <laughs> That's funny because I was just about to make the joke. I was like, well, now I'm going to do this one. I'm going to go be a pirate somewhere else. And I'm going to be a gay pirate. <laughs> and he <too>. did. <laughs> um, this this actually is really interesting to me. Um, Ted Elliott and Terry Russo have said in interviews, they're writers, that they wrote the script in the early 90s. Somehow Steven Spielberg got a hold of the script and wanted to direct a film with Bill Murray, Steve Martin, or Robin Williams, Robin Williams playing Captain Jack Sparrow. But Disney Ugh. did not give permission for the film to be made. Could you imagine a '90s version of this movie with Robin Williams as Captain Jack Sparrow? Holy crap! I, I actually kind of want to see that. I don't. Oh, <laughs> I think it would have been great. You, now that I've seen this one, you know, I still think it'd have been great. You know, no, well, I was gonna no. say, you know, in the, in that area, you're thinking either really awesome, funny, or really terrible. It would be very yeah. slapsticky. I mean, it mm-hmm. would be very slapstick kind of fun. Um, Jude Law, Ewan McGregor, Tobey Maguire, Ben Payton, Christopher Masterson, and Christian Bale were all considered for the role of Will Turner. Michael Keaton, Jim Carrey, and Christopher Walken were all considered for the role of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Walken That'd only for the sound bites. <laughs> I am at least a, a buyer. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to do a good walking. Yeah, yeah walking. I you have to really nail. It. I'm not good at. I, I worked with a dude who uh, was actually exceptional at it, and I told him that whenever he um, talked to me, to only do his Christopher Walken. Uh, Amanda Bynes, Jessica Alba, and Jamie Alexander were considered for the role of Swan, Elizabeth Swan. I don't know who Jamie Alexander is. Who are you? She's that one actress with the you know the hair. Oh, she's actually oh, in the face, and she's got a nose. She's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. really kind of kind no, of tall, she, but you know, short. Shut at the up! Same time. She plays Lady Sif and Thor. <laughs> I I might have been okay with that. She's really pretty, um, especially when she's not on that Thor crap. Pretty weird. Anyway. <laughs> but Amanda Bynes and Jessica Alba, Jessica Alba. Hmm. Um, I've never been a Jessica. Oh, Alba. Would, would we have gotten Amanda Bynes before she went nuts? Oh, absolutely. All right, so there you go. Amanda Bynes, Jessica Alba. Yeah, I think it was um, pre-crazy Amanda Bynes, so I'd have been okay with that. Um, we had a little break in the action there. My my two-year-old son is, is having issues going to sleep tonight as we record. So if you hear baby noises, it's because I'm physically holding him right now as we record. So we might have some Foley work to, to go along with our <laughs> show. Uh, are we ready for our top three? Let's do it. Top three. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Top three pirate. You brought a baby. 
to a podcast to a studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that um, sweet home Alabama reference. That's um, <laughs> uh, top three. What did we say? Pirate movies or pirate movies? Something like that. R R. Chad, go. Oh wait, am I going out of order? No, you're yes, fine. No, oh, no. Okay, Maybe. I, I got in trouble for that last week. Chad. <laughs> Uh, top three pirate movies. I'm gonna have to go with one being uh, Stardust. Uh, oh. I'm, number three being Stardust. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would yeah. not have thought about that. But I yeah. never even thought about that. One. That was on any of the lists I saw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, I'm gonna throw Serenity. Oh my nice. gosh, that's so brilliant! And I like am and legitimately angry at myself for not thinking of that. But they are yeah. they are so pirates. Yeah, and I'm not going to change mine, but those, now that I think about it, those would have been in, in mine as well. Those are so much better than mine. <laughs> okay, yeah. Keep going, Chad. And uh, number one, you know, even though they're, can we throw, can we, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, I was going to say like uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, but because uh, they're land pirates. But. Right, <laughs> they're land pirates. <laughs> it sounds like a weird thing, but... <laughs> What well, kind of pirate are you? In I'm that a case, land wasn't uh, the Fast and the Furious? Weren't they uh, pirates? Yeah, no. in a way, they were. They were. They're land pirates and cars instead of ships. Yeah, uh, I think for number one, definitely uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Boo! First Black Pearl. Okay, the you, first one. You cheated. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Corny. Oh, well, since uh, I I wasn't prepared for this. No. Oh. Because I was looking at vagabonds instead of pirates themselves. Oh well, you um, can do your your vag- vagabond thing. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go with um, uh, Will Smith in uh, that one movie where he's he's a uh, <laughs> legend of Bagger Vance. No, no, no. He's uh, no, sorry. I forget wild Wild West. <laughs> sorry, but I am Legend. It's, no, it's the movie where he uh, he and his, <laughs> Independence Day. He, he has a kid. And uh, pursuit of happiness? happiness, pursuit of happiness, yeah, and pursuit of happiness. I actually enjoyed that movie. Uh, Independence uh, Day, okay, seven okay. pounds. <laughs> uh, I, I, robot, sorry, <laughs> oh, after Earth. Oh, oh god, what oh, terrible, terrible, movie. yes. Um, Fresh uh, Prince of Bel Air, the karate, the karate kid. Oh, he just produced that. Never mind. Well, he produced the, the, the kid in it, too. Well, that's true. All right. Physically. Gross. Gross. <laughs> All right, number two, go. Uh, number two is going to be uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a weird list. Okay. And uh, in parts of the Caribbean, this is <laughs> my, uh, my vagabond homeless character okay. uh, list. But yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> it's, uh, Sam. Okay. Um, I went with Pirates, and uh, honorable mention goes to the second and third Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I, for some reason, Sean, you don't like them, but I actually do. No, I, I, I do didn't like, like them. They're movies. just not good movies. Like uh, The second one is okay. The third one's it's too long mm-hmm. uh, and too silly, but there's some really great moments. Like t- Legit, the best moment of the trilogy is when Will gets stabbed, and he has to stop and make the decision on whether or not he's going to stab mm-hmm. Davy Jones' heart or... Yeah. Well, and, and I love the darkness of the ending of the second movie. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's, it's, it's know, Empire Strikes Back. That's exactly right, and I, I love that aspect of it. But you know, again, the writing was—I don't know if it was lazy or or, or what. But anyway, um, come back list. Hold on. 
Um, then I've got a tie for third with uh, I put this the, my Disney Pirates Swiss Family Robinson. Right. Um, I've always liked that old 1960s uh, flick. Yeah. And then uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, both uh, were uh, pretty darn good. My second pick uh, would go to The Goonies. No real pirates in this one. And I know we talked about it before, Sean, but uh, I just love that movie. And anytime I can get it on one of my top three lists, I'm going to put it up there. Number one pirate movie, uh, Princess Bride. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Completely forgot about that. Right. (laughs) And I even made reference to that movie in this podcast. Dread Pirate. I hate hate my life. I'm done. Um, So... Um, yeah, what about you, Sean? You know what? I uh, it, it hurts my soul. I'm going to do, I guess, honorable mention would then be Serenity because that actually hurts yes. my soul. Oh, I, didn't I think can't about. believe I forgot about that. Chad, you're the man, and uh, I now Word. love you forever for, for some of that. So my number three, um, it's a stretch. They're not actual pirates, but they act like pirates in Down Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, you with me? Okay. I mean, yeah, they, they yeah. make him. I'll, I'll I'll allow that one. Okay, I'm glad you can't allow it. Yeah, it's, that's, <laughs> that's, only I can allow it. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, uh, Declan allowed it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wish you were asleep right now. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> yeah. This Sean picking up a child is brought to you by Trojan. 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 (laughs) Um, My number two is... um, I'm a terrible person. Yes, you are. (laughs) We love you, Declan. Yes, and this is recorded for all time. Yes. Okay. Number two would be uh, Shipwrecked, the 1990s movie Shipwrecked. It's... um, it's an old Disney produced film. It's silly. It's got pirates. It's it's like uh, Swiss Family Robinson, but not. Um, okay. And then number one, it's um, Gouda Family Robinson. Do what? It's Gouda Family Robinson. Gouda. Gouda. Um, sure. Okay. You get it. It's another type of cheese. I get it. It's just not very funny. And number one would be uh, Treasure Planet. Really? You yeah. Out in that one. I, I, mm. I like the movie. I, I guess I'm gonna have to see it again because it, I think it's good and the score is great and. Um, I don't know. I would actually probably. Tr- I mean, obviously, Serenity would be number one there instead of Treasure Planet. But anyway, there you go. Um, uh, we did not have any email this week, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's yeah. sad, but we're running a little we longer, longer, and we're and we're like yeah, twelve hours into this episode. Um, but I do have uh, a quick uh, little update. Okay, remember how. It was suggested to us to do Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. And I said, we would only do it if we all had a copy of the movie. That's the, how else are we going to watch it? Well, I hold in my hand... A baby. and A baby. And there's the Foley work. Four copies of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Somebody really wants us to uh, watch l- Dumb and Dumber. Listener Billy um, gave me four copies. <laughs> so I will distribute them to you guys. And at How some did he point, get four copies? He went to Best Buy and Walmart and bought them. Wow. He really wants us to do Dumb and <laughs> he Dumber. He really wants us to do Dumb and Dumber. So <laughs> we will honor our commitments and do Dumb and Dumber. Um, I don't know Especially when. since somebody paid money. Good right. money. Oh, yeah. So, so if there's a movie out there that you really, really want us to see and it's not streaming, 
you can always just buy us the movie. Um, <laughs> that's like, that, if that's actually a legitimate thing you want to do, you know, if like it's a it's a real dumb crap film that we can't find on streaming, um, you know, send me an email and I'll I'll you know we'll we'll work something out. Um, so yeah, so Dumb and Dumber is coming soon. I'll either mail it to you guys or next time I see you, we'll give it out. Cool. There you go. Um, well, there your, will be some movies we're going to go see in the theater, I'm sure. Yeah, we've got some stuff coming up. I don't know what. I know. Well, I don't know what's coming up. I'm sure The Hobbit might be the next Hobbit one. Hobbit will be the definite next one, I yeah. think. Um, so there you go. Uh, with all that being said, um, out of 10, right? That, is that, yep. ta- that time to do that? Top 10 out of 10. Uh, Chad, how many um, uh, undead monkeys would you give this movie? I'm going to give this eight undead monkeys. Nice. Did you guys watch the the the, the scene at the end of the credits? No, I, really. Yeah, Chad Cor- did. Corny. Did you guys know there was a scene at the end of the credits? No, no. Remember in the second, I may have may have at one point in time. In the second movie, mm-hmm. the monkey shows up, right, and he's undead, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because at the end of the movie, the end credits, we see the monkey go back into the Isla de Muerta and steal a piece of the gold, so it's undead. Oh, that's no, why, that's why the that. monkey's always undead. He keeps shooting it. Nobody. Um, An undead monkey. <laughs> An undead monkey. I really want to shoot something. Um, corny. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got, got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? Nothing. Um, corny. Uh, how many um, crawling severed hands would you give this? Garby giving it eight. Eight hands. Uh, you can even <laughs> say a piece of eight? A piece hey, of eight. No. nice. No? Oh. no, Chad? Oh, Chad's no. not going to allow it. Oh, okay. Eight. No. All right. That's, that um, comes later. Uh, oh, that's true. <sighs> oh, can we say something? Can I address something about that? Just very, very briefly. Absolutely. They make, they make he makes, the, the dude man with the eye, he makes reference to getting a new eye because mm-hmm. this one gives him you know, gives him splinters. Right. Like he actually chose the eye himself. And that he can but actually... We find, but we then find out <laughs> later on that, that the eye is actually a piece of the eight. Right. A, one yeah. of the seven pieces of eight. Or nine pieces of eight. Right. I, I think, <laughs> I, I truth be told, it seems strange to me that Barbosa would entrust that idiot with such an important artifact. Because Barbosa doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. Barbo- and the other thing is Barbosa wasn't he was well maybe was a was one of the uh, yeah, I don't why, know. yeah why, how was Barbosa how, how, how did he get to be a how did he get to be a, a, pirate, a pirate lord board? right like he was never a captain until he stole the black pearl I've always I've always wondered lord. that too um and how do you get to be a pirate lord would you and, do you think you would have been better with Barbosa remaining dead no, he needed to be in the movie because he's an interesting character and an interesting actor. Um, yeah. I think that piece of eight should have been something different other than dude's wooden eye gag. Um, yeah. I think we just wanted to have him pop something out, and then later on in the movie we see him carving another piece of wood. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Sam. Yeah, um, one of my favorite movies of all time. Probably be up there in my top ten or twenty. Really? Um, wow. A couple problems with it. The ending is is problematic to me in terms of everything's fine now that you know everybody's happy. Jack Sparrow fell off the ca- the cliff, all that sort of stuff. So with that said, 
I'd probably give it a nine out of ten. Okay. Uh, nine Jolly Rogers out of ten. Right. Wow. One, well, yeah, one of my highest highest ones. Ooh, Jolly Ranchers. That sounds awesome. Yeah, those are pretty good. And yeah. uh, I would probably also give it maybe an even an eight point five um, bushels of apples. Out of, uh, you know, eight and a half bushes of apples. Well written, well directed. I love the cinematography. It really is. It's just, it really is a, it's a good movie. It's not like we're watching a bad movie that we all like. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) uh, I would recommend this movie, you know, to anybody, really. If you like sailing ships and vessels and people that look gross and wet and, 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 I mean the the second and the third movie that that sensation is significantly higher. Everyone's gross in that movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, there basically you, go. you just found uh, uh, Caribbean Detroit. So uh, Caribbean uh, Detroit. <laughs> oh, poor Detroit. That'd be Tortuga, right? Right. Uh, Tortuga is Caribbean Detroit. Uh, who is our winner this this episode? Uh, I don't know. Declan. Um, uh, Declan. 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 Declan is our winner. Yeah. Poor guy. He's tired, poor thing. I'm sorry, guys. I know this is a weird episode to have my my two year old son on it, but um, life is got to start early. Life is life is um, happening when you're doing a podcast or something like that. I'm sure that's that's the t shirt. (laughs) Um, Thanks. uh, When we hey uh, while Steve is playing, Corny, what are we doing next week? Next week we'll be doing the uh, cinematic one wonderful masterpiece known as Footloose. Oh, oh God, Kevin Bacon. I'm actually not looking forward to that at all. Um, <laughs> special thanks goes out to Steve Everett. Thanks for the music. Um, you're awesome. Leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, unless you're from England, I think you probably don't like us very much right now. Or Detroit. Um, or Detroit, yeah. Guy, if you're from Ooh. Detroit, we're really sorry. <laughs> um, uh, visit our website, cheapseatreviews.com. Sam put up some funny pictures up there recently uh, of us. Uh, check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. I'm always posting uh, movie trivia and, and things like that. Follow us on Twitter at cheap seat cast. Please send your emails to cheap seat reviews at gmail.com. We will read them on air. You have a request, anything you want us to do, feel free to send it in. So uh, this is uh, Sean on behalf of Chad, Sam, Corny. This is Sean and Declan, and Declan. saying good night. Have a great day and um, don't steal pirate don't steal pirate gold that has a curse on it. Yep. That's what happens when you mess with booty. Yeah. <laughs> Although Savvy. technically you could steal it and put it back if you're hungry. You know, put it back, sure. eat a eat a burger. You know, steal it again, go rob a bank. You know, I think it would work that way. GTA style, yeah. <laughs>